this is the SEC. And welcome to another edition of SEC Tavern Talk. Um, I'm glad you guys decided to join us. It's uh, the 24th of October, and we've got some great games coming up this week. We had some uh, some good games this past week. Um, and with me today is, of course, uh, Mr. Rob McNew. What's going on, Rob? What's up, man? You Ready need to talk some football. Yeah, you got to turn your video, man. I got to be able to see you talk. Uh, <laughs> and we have a guest today. Um, my buddy Josh Littler joins us. What is up, Josh? How's it going, JB? I just want to give a shout out to my main man, Calvin Howard, who I know is going to be listening to this. I've listened to him and his uh, crusty corner, but I know his corner is probably pretty crusty now, losing by eight to SMU at this very moment in the fourth <laughs> quarter. So please give him some Kleenex. Uh, this this moment, this this uh, podcast sponsored by Kleenex. Uh, Calvin Howard's going to need some right now. <laughs> Got to pick it up in that fourth quarter. Savage, man. Oh, just going right after Ooh. Right for the jugular. Uh, I may I may jump add him to the call just just to just to mess with you <laughs> later on. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we'll get we'll get him back on at some point though. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a fun week in the SEC. Not for me because I watched my team get slaughtered. Um, but I'm I'm to the point now to where I don't really even watch it that intently anymore. I just have it on in passing. Like I was just playing with the kids all day and I had the game on and I was like, mm, whatever. <laughs> uh, so Josh or Josh, I'm going to start with uh, Rob because Josh doesn't have an SEC team, but he kind of, he says he does. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> Rob, why don't you tell us about the Georgia game this past week? That's going to be short and simple because there's not much to talk about. It was horrible weather conditions and it was a lot of sloppiness um not many turnovers surprisingly i think i was afraid there were going to be a lot but um just real slow methodical not really uh um not really much going it was zero zero at halftime you know real real boring and then it ended up 21 nothing because Georgia finally broke off some runs. But, uh, I mean, I didn't expect much from that game. Um, I really just expect I wanted to come out with a win, and we did. So, you know, prevent the mistakes. I knew we weren't going to throw much. Um, I think that was – I think a lot of fans were upset about that, but I didn't really care because – in a game with such poor weather conditions, you take what you can get, you take the win, you go move on, you know. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, that was a that was a rough game to watch, especially when Lynn Bowden is the star of my fantasy team and he wasn't doing squat uh, the whole game. Like dude well, and, kill and, me smalls. And I'm saying that trade to... when you got the chance. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, disappointed in some Georgia fans. Um, I've been hearing talk about like the defense, and I'm like, 
you know, the defense is not our problem. <laughs> our defense has made some mistakes, but our defense is still one of the best defenses in the country right now. Our defense is keeping us in games. Um, as little production as our offense has been getting, it'd be ugly without our defense. Well, yeah, you um, shut Kentucky out the other day, the other night. Right. And But they shut y'all out for like almost three quarters, so. Well, right. <laughs> well, if you put it in perspective that our average start in the first half, our average starting field position was the 16-yard line. I mean, it's kind of hard to get much done there. So, in a game where it was a – it was very few passes and, and mostly running clocks just running, you know, it's, but it felt like it went longer than it should have the game as a whole. Yeah. With as much running as it is. It felt like it should have been over quicker, but um, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't <clears throat> a good, it really wasn't a good game to watch, but we got the win and I'm moving on to Florida. So In two weeks, right. Or I guess a week, right. a week from Saturday. Uh, I will run down my game real quick. Uh, Arkansas played <laughs> Auburn at home, and we got the crap kicked out of us, lost by 41. But here's what bothers me about the whole thing um, is they jumped on us 17 nothing at the at the outset, but then we kind of held them for the next uh, quarter and a half, and we put 10 on the board, and, you know, it was almost the fourth quarter, and we were down by less than two scores. Or I think it might have been two scores. And then, I don't know, we just stopped playing. <laughs> like, it was just, like, we allowed 20 points in the fourth quarter. Um, it was just, I don't know. I, I'm, I am this close to completely jumping off the Morris Taurus. Um, um, but I don't like to judge coaches by games. I judge them by seasons. I want to let the season play out. Um, I don't like mid season firings. I never have. Um, so I want to see what happens. I want him to fire someone. That's what I want. Uh, he needs to fire somebody because something's not going right. He can fire a couple people. I don't care. Um, but I think the boosters probably need to see him fire somebody uh, to buy him some time. Because if he doesn't, I'm pretty sure he's going to be gone. If we go over 8 again, if we go 0-8 in the SEC again this year, and he doesn't fire somebody, yeah, he's gone. I'm, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, and your boy, your boy got me only 7.5 points this week. I was, I was not thrilled. <laughs> Well, it it is what it is. We're we we got the crap beat out of us. So what can you expect? Uh, all right, might as well just go ahead and say it. Josh is not an SEC fan. Josh is an Ohio State <laughs> and kind of a Penn State fan, uh, or his wife is. Um, why well, I gave that up once she started rooting against Ohio State. So <sighs> we're not. Oh. <laughs> I used to I used to root for them and say, well, honey, as long as they're not playing each other, I root for Penn State. And then some team would start playing ball pretty good against us, and then she start rooting for them. And so no more. No, just it's done. I tried. We had it. 
best. You had a true uh, house divided, um, and then or or you do now rather. Yep. You were get you were getting along. Now is divided. <laughs> well, every time we last couple times we faced Penn State, it's been really close. And so even last year, she says, "Well, if we lose by one point again, I'm gonna." And she she yeah, it's been it's been rough because last couple <laughs> of games have been pretty dramatic, and uh, been heart attack inducing. And yeah, her family gets pretty intense. Uh, they they're like an hour and a half away from State College. That's where she grew up, that area. So all huge Penn State fans. And we got competition now for who, who we can get to ch- our kids to cheer for. So we're just <laughs> it is back and forth brainwashing right now. Uh, <clears throat> as far as the SEC is concerned, I do have a Southern connection. My maternal grandmother is from Alabama. And she moved from Alabama to Ohio because there's a lot of jobs in Cleveland back then. Uh, when she was only 15, but you know she had passed away about four years ago. But she can care less about Alabama football or sports in general. So I have no sort of sports connection to the South. It's all Ohio State because my uh, my dad's parents met at the Ohio State University as students, and uh, the Littlers have been in the state of Ohio since the early 1800s. So it's all Ohio, baby. Hey man, that's fair. You gotta. You got to root for who you're, who you're close to. Uh, unfortunately, growing up in Arkansas, um, we had the hogs, and we didn't have any pro teams. So yeah. I, I kind of had to pick a team that was kind of a semi-regional. I uh, ended up growing up in the 90s. You know, I became a Cowboys and Braves fan <laughs> because those were the two teams of the 90s. Uh, but they were cl- the, semi-close regionally. Dallas is probably the closest to um, – where I lived in Arkansas, uh, and I didn't get the Grizzlies until I was like really, really older. So I didn't really have a basketball team. I just I was a big Shaq fan growing up. So I just followed Shaq <laughs> wherever he was. I was a Magic fan. I was a Lakers fan. I was a Heat fan. You know. So, but anyway, um, Josh, uh, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about? what happened in the Big Ten this past week. We were really, really big on uh, Wisconsin last week. Uh, Rob mm. Rob was a little <laughs> bit hesitant on them. Rob was actually putting Ohio State ahead of them. Rob turned out to be the right one of the group um, because Wisconsin turned out to be a faker. <laughs> yep. uh, well, I, I came back and actually put them as a tie for third, but um, it's not – because I, uh, yeah, I don't want to give, I don't want to get too much credit for that because uh, I actually wasn't. Uh, I just felt like Ohio State had, to this point, had had proven a lot too, um, and I think Ohio State's strictly on who they had played looked better as far as just the resume in that sense but wisconsin had shut out all but what one team that they played or something like that yeah what's funny is ohio i feel like with the rankings like that ohio state is damned if you do damned if you don't because they faced pretty much mediocre a mediocre michigan state team is the best we've had and here we go we're ready to 
prove ourselves to the world by facing Wisconsin, and they drop it to Illinois. So now, <laughs> if we beat Wisconsin, it'll just be seen as a pushover, no sweat. And if we lose to Wisconsin, then we're just dead. So it, it doesn't help us until See, we I don't face think it state. should be viewed as that because I still think Wisconsin's a very good team. I don't. I do I don't too. Think, I don't think that that negates them. I think that. I think all that is is a sign that this is college football and mm-hmm. you don't show up ready to play. I mean, the game was in Illinois, right? Uh, it was, yeah. Right. So, I mean, road games are not easy in college football. I would, I mean, it's, I, we would argue, especially in the SEC, but in general, road games are not easy. And if you decide to take a week off because you think you can run over a team like Illinois, mm-hmm. that's where you, that's, I don't really want to call that a trap game, but in a way it kind of was for Wisconsin because they were a top team. And the thing about team, you know, top five teams and top 10 teams is a team like Illinois, what do they have to lose in that game? They have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And so they're coming at the top team in the country with everything they got. And Wisconsin's coming at it like we're just looking on to next week. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't really take I don't take too much away from Wisconsin of that. So I think I still think this is every good of every bit as good of a matchup as it was before that loss. Well, I gotta. Um, but with the, the perception, the, of the right, media. right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm saying they shouldn't, but I'm 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 not negating what you said by any means. Um, I don't think it'll be as negatively viewed as you're saying, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if Wisconsin like falls off the rails, and well, obviously, but uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I still think. Um, well, I don't know the Big Ten picture as far as, but I, I still think you could see them playing again for the uh, Big Ten championship. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. How, how is the rest happen. of the? How's the rest of it playing out as far as one I, loss? It depends. Does Iowa and Wisconsin play each other? I don't know. Because that's what will determine it. I haven't really, like, um, uh, Wisconsin. The they play on the 9th. Yeah. November 9th, Iowa, Wisconsin will okay. they'll determine the West, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who represents the West. So it's likely that it will okay. happen again. You'll, um, it's at Wisconsin. So Yeah, I don't it, see Iowa beating Wisconsin. Could happen, but I don't. I mean, if I were to make a pick now, I'd say Wisconsin wins that game. Yeah, I would. Unless Minnesota upsets them, that's possible. Um, Minnesota's looking good this year. They really haven't played anybody yet. Um, I I, I mentioned that to someone the other day because I said I would put all the top or the undefeated teams probably in the top. Definitely in the top ten, um, but I would I, I, the only ones I probably wouldn't would be Minnesota and SMU and App, App State. And they were like, "Why wouldn't you put Minnesota? They're a Power Five team." I was like, "But they haven't really played a Power Five conference yet. I mean, the teams that they have beaten haven't been that great." They play three of four. Three of their four final games are Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, that's their test, their true test, right there. Exactly. Yes, I mean. Their best team so far has been what Purdue. Um, uh, 
maybe Nebraska. If you want to say Nebraska is better than Purdue, I'm not sure that's worth debating, but that's really it. That's the debate. Is is there a tougher team, Purdue or, or Nebraska? Yeah, so, I mean, so either, really, either way, they're not that, they haven't really played anybody yet. So They're not proven. But I do appreciate the guys you – I do appreciate that you guys have not referred to my team as overrated state. It seems like that's getting a lot of clout <laughs> in your eyes. Well, so, – to, to be I'm fair, happy. in previous years, I have said that because I felt like they were. This year, I don't feel like they are. They've proven themselves this year so far. Mm-hmm. And so I don't – yes, I do hate Ohio State, but when I say that, I generally – there may be a little bit of bias personally behind that because I hate them. But, but I, I mean, generally when I say that, I feel like it's kind of like I guess if you kind of look, and this is more of an extreme case because, but like USC, how many times was USC overrated? You know, every year, countless times. <laughs> now, that that's a more extreme thing than Ohio State, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, um, in previous years when I've said that, I but I mean, Justin Field is killing it for him. Their offense, their defense, their whole team is they're like. As a complete team right now, I mean, Ohio State's looking really good. That's why I keep uh, hearing. I love it. I love. I love that we're getting praise from some of the media at least, and uh, it's good. No, it feels good. It almost feels too good. Like I'm worried the most about Wisconsin. That's the trap game. I think. You, I think we'll take. We'll always take Michigan seriously. At least I hope we should take Penn State seriously. I think. I feel like we get trapped. If there's any game we're going to lose, it'd be Saturday. Because Wisconsin has a grudge. They want to prove, get back and prove themselves. And uh, we just rolled over Northwestern. Like, was there even a game for Ohio State? 52-3 to against the team that we faced for the conference championship last year. 52-3. <laughs> and it was when I went to bed, I was I actually went to Word of Life uh, Bible Institute. There, there was a youth pastor's um, conference up there. And so I streamed some of the end of it. I'm like, oh, let's go to bed. It's 45 to 3. And I wake up, they score another touchdown. This would not stop. Uh, Got to give a lot of props to our kicker, though. Um, young kid, Heibel. Always mispronounce his name. He kicked a 55-yard field goal. Second longest in school history. Nice. And so that was really cool. I got to witness that live. That was really awesome. So Ohio State's taking care of business in every way that you'd expect every measurement you you place on them they need to face a bigger test uh and that's coming up saturday so i would still count wisconsin as as their toughest matchup yet then penn state and uh, we got we're going to talk about michigan soon right yeah I mean, we'll get on michigan yeah. I, I i dare say 18 is very generous of a ranking even for for them so especially since the team that they they lost to lost to illinois I mean, we got dead. I don't think the rankings even factored that in. So right. Uh, uh, so I um I actually had a. It's no secret we don't like Michigan or Harbaugh. Like in, <laughs> yeah. I don't we're not any fans. Of we're the, not fans. Oh, I like any him. of the entire Please, I, group. I love him being on Michigan. Please keep give him that lifetime contract. Come on. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll discuss that. Oh, later. nobody wants him to leave. Nobody wants them to leave because they're going to keep sucking. Um, but I was actually I had a conversation with somebody because they were talking about how the Big Ten is bad because Wisconsin lost to Illinois. And they're like, 
you know, Illinois, that's like losing, that's like Georgia losing to Vandy. I was like, no, Illinois is like a middle-of-the-road uh, SEC team. It's more like Georgia losing to South Carolina at home. <laughs> so that that was like, it, it's pretty Thanks, much JV. Well, sorry. <laughs> Dude, my team sucks, so I can say that. Um, it, it, it's pretty much that's the same fair. thing, though. I mean, Georgia is still a great team. Um, and Wisconsin is still a great team. Like you can't ignore the fact that they have four shutouts this year, and it doesn't matter who they're playing because you look at some of the cupcakes that the SEC plays on their in their non-conference schedule. You don't see a whole lot of shutouts. Like you really don't. Um, every I mean every once in a while you do, but you don't see that many because they let up and let them score. No, Wisconsin has shut out four teams this year, and they haven't all been. Uh, non-conference games and they haven't all been cupcakes either. That is something I wanted to discuss even if it's just briefly. I think Alabama has set the tone for how schools schedule team, uh, extra conference games now. Because when, when this season was just starting I looked ahead and I'm like Ohio State has no premier out of conference game this year. Before it was Oklahoma home and home. It was um Virginia Tech, the, the season we won the championship, we lost to Virginia Tech. Uh, now it was nobody. I think Alabama going for cupcakes has now set the tone for every other Power 5 school that has a shot and for the playoffs. It's going to be this way from here on out, unless the committee actually uh, gets their act together. Um, that's how it's going to be. So, I mean, I agree with you that Wisconsin proved themselves with the shutouts, but I think we're just going to see them face nobodies from here on out and it won't be as impressive as it really should be yeah i mean wisconsin does have the uh drawback of playing in the west um yeah i mean uh, you could say it's a drawback you could say it's an easy way to the the conference championship either way you look at it um they don't have to play penn state ohio state michigan state michigan every single year like that's 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 been annoying (laughs) yeah that's a that's a rough division man um and and you you see like teams like ohio state they make it through the conference unscathed but then they lose to somebody like purdue at home um or get blown out by purdue uh it's fun i'll just misery loves company guys you you know that um so (laughs) conference championship though yeah, he still got the conference championship. Um, so let's just recap the rest of the game since we've used up a lot of time. Uh, well, we have Arkansas lost to Auburn 51-10. Mizzou surprisingly lose to Vandy 21-14. Candy Vandy. Um, that one. That one. Th- yeah. That was a, that was a rough one for Mizzou fans, I'm sure. Uh, Flor- I actually know someone that picked Vandy and got it right, and I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, Florida beats South Carolina 38-27. LSU beats Mississippi State 36-13, and I watched that game. It was not pretty. Uh, Georgia beats Kentucky 21-0. Um, the score does I not. I that exactly. The score does not indicate how close the game was for like three quarters. Uh, it was just, 
I don't know. It was just rough watching. Like it, nobody could do anything right. Uh, we've already discussed that. We're gonna move on. Uh, Texas, Can we appreciate that? That I said exactly twenty-one points. You did say exactly twenty-one points. <laughs> um, it, th- things were looking grim there late in the game, though. I didn't think they were going to score twenty-one points. Uh, Texas A&M beats Ole Miss twenty-four to seventeen. Um, that was the uh, what I call that the mediocre bowl. And then <laughs> Alabama surprisingly does not cover the spread against Tennessee. They looked a little bit pedestrian in that game, but you know, it could be that they had their star quarterback go down. Um, that might take a little bit of the, um, the blame for that, but moving on, we've got a lot of topics to discuss and I don't know if we will get to all of them. Uh, let's see. We will start with. Wait for it. Guys, do rapid fire, JB. Like, pardon the interruption. Just go. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Oh, we. Uh, I did want to run over. Penn State did beat Michigan this past week, and that was nice for everyone. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. It was a win-win. Yeah, that's one game that you aren't against Penn State, right? <laughs> well, I figured it could be a win either way for me because to get Penn State to get weak in that East would be nice, but I don't like seeing Harbaugh win games, win his rivalry games. Yeah, I want him to win just enough rivalry games to keep the job, so he can lose to us. <laughs> so thirty-eight percent of them. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to get to that in just a little bit. I want to talk about Penn State real quick, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Josh, as a Big Ten fan, is Penn State a national contender this year? They, they look pretty dang good. Um, wow. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I want to say no because they got to go through Ohio State, and I don't want to be sound pompous about it, but the reality is – they, they do have to go through us, and they showed some weakness in that game. against. They only won by a touchdown against an overrated Michigan team. They had they had some problems on defense uh, toward the end. They gave up some big yards, uh, some big plays. Uh, they I'm not sure they're a four-quarter a four team. They started to get weak at the end. Again, it's going to have to be the test against us will be the what, what proves it. Because they were able to hang with Iowa, no sweat. Um but with Penn State, they uh, they're wide wide outs are able to burn uh, the corners. Uh, they tore them up. If you look at like have, like two of the four touchdowns they had, uh, beat Michigan's defense, overran them. So I think I, I say no, um, but with hesitancy because I, I I think they're the they're the second best team in the Big Ten right now. So I want to give them the credit of having that. But overall, I say no by just a hair. Yeah. Okay. And that's I'm I'm interested in that because I really like James Franklin a lot um, as an SEC fan. Um, he's an SEC alum. <laughs> uh, anybody that has two straight nine-win seasons at Vanderbilt is a great dadgum coach. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry that like you win nine games at Vandy once. 
you're you're a really good coach. You win it twice. You get you win nine games at Vandy twice in a row, dude. You're doing something right. Um, so I, I've been a fan of uh, James Franklin. Um, thoughts on James Franklin? Do you think he's going to build a program that's going to be a national contender? Oh man, I you know it's it's weird because I feel like my in-laws have a better opinion of this because they like to follow their coaches closely. And you think of, you think of fans who had Joe Paterno for decades, yeah. you know, people were born when he was a coach and they're collecting the social security by the time he retires <laughs> I mean, or at least close to it. That's how long he's the coach of Penn State Lions. And, then we get what's his face who got in so much trouble. I even forget who was coach after Chopa. Uh, but then you got James Franklin come in, and the communities really rallied around him. So people love him. People enjoy what he had, what he did with uh, McGloin and uh, McSorley and um, Saquon. But they lost those pieces, and without Saquon, Franklin doesn't have weapons. So. Penn State has to step up their recruiting game in the Big Ten. So I don't have much hope that he has what he needs to get it done. But Penn State loves him. They don't want him to go because they know they can get a worse, a much worse coach than him. So there's a few more. There, I think they're holding out a few more seasons to give him, give him a shot. I think he has a lot. His leash is a lot longer than Jim Harbaugh's, though. <laughs> uh, as it should be. As it should be. Uh, Rob, any thoughts on James Franklin? I mean, I, I I agree with what you said about him at Vanderbilt. I, I think he's a really good coach. I don't really – honestly, I haven't paid it, enough attention to, like, uh, Penn State as far as a program under him. Yes, I've seen, like, the record and, and – what what not since he's been there, but I haven't really paid as much attention to him to know um, whether he's going to be like elite coach status at Penn State or, or whatnot. So I don't really have as much to say on that. Um, but I do respect him as a coach for sure. Well, let's look at his status as comparison with uh, other coaches in college football. And this is where we're moving on to our best friend in the world, Jim Harbaugh. Um, <laughs> looking at 2019 NCAA football coaches' salaries. Number one, Dabo Sweeney. Number mm -hmm. two, Nick Saban. Okay, that's the way it should be, okay? Dabo <laughs> and, and, and Saban are, prob are the – most successful college football coaches coaching right now. Right. Um, but should, should Dabo be making more than Saban at this point? Come on. He just, yes. He just Re won. recent. Right. Recent success. Yes. But Saban over his tenure has done way more. That's all I'm saying. I'm not discrediting Dabo. Clemson's just fishing out more money, I guess, but I'm just saying Saban should be the, whether you like him or not, he should be the highest paid coach. Well, I, mean, I will say this. How many current head coaches have beaten Nick Saban in a national championship? I'll answer it for you. Zero. 
how many have done it twice? <laughs> Zero. Um, how many what coaches have defeated? Current, current head coaches in a national oh, championship. Okay. Urban Meyer did it in a in a in the playoff, but he's not a head current head coach. Um, you mean yeah. other than him? Well, no, he's not a current head coach, so that's correct. Yeah, you said are you meant other than Dabo. Yeah. 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 So the thing is I, I kind of understand why Dabo makes more than Saban because for two reasons. Nick Saban was the greatest coach in college football, probably still is, but somebody comes up and beats him two out of four times uh, in national championship implicating games. Um, and then the last the last time, he, I mean, he beat the crap out of him. And... They really, really, really want to keep him in Clemson. He is a Bama alum. He won a national championship as a player at Alabama. Uh, all the signs, all the stars are aligning for him to come to Alabama when Nick Saban retires or dies, whichever happens first. Um, but I, I think Clemson really, really, really wants to keep him. So he's, the, I understand why he's making more than Saban. <laughs> so. And it's all, where, where's the money coming from? Where are the TV deals? How much is the boosters given? All that you need to. Well, and and when you're looking at that too, you're looking at solely on on salaries. I I bet if you actually look at the totality of what they make, I bet Saban still actually makes more. Just because I bet I bet Alabama's dishing out those bonuses. Oh, that sure. is not. But SEC schools have shown that they're willing to dish out performance-based bonuses like no like crazy georgia has there's no other crazy. acc team in the top 10 of these coaches by the way right yeah right well there's so, no other acc team that is comp- that compares to clemson in general i mean yeah. the acc sucks <laughs> other than clemson that's i mean i'm just being real yep. like true now i mean basketball is a different story but so we We're just not talking about who's, who's number three, JB. Okay, so we just talked about the two greatest coaches in college football right now. Period. There's nobody, nobody else anywhere even close to these guys. Number three, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh yep. <laughs> is ranked ahead of national championship winner Jimbo Fisher. National championship. Contender who uh, lost the national. Where are you looking at these? Hold on, hold on. Kirby Smart was in the national championship. Gus Malzahn coached a national championship winning team as a as a an assistant coach, but then he went to the national championship again. Then uh, there's Tom Herbin, um, who has really done more um with less i mean if you bring houston to a new year six bowl you're an amazing coach lincoln riley who has produced a couple of uh husband trophy winners and probably another one uh dan mullen who's also coaching two national championships and james franklin as i said who won nine games two years in a row at vanderbilt at vanderbilt where's james franklin? what number is he he's number 11 so oh i see okay so all these guys, and Gary Patterson, who 
pound for pound, might be the most successful coach in college football. Um, coaching a team in the Mountain West to go to a New Year's Six Bowl and then bring them to a Power Five conference, um, that's pretty epic stuff. Um, Purdue's number eight. That's a weird one. Purdue's number eight. Yeah, that's true. Jeff Rahm. Uh, that, that's really weird. So anyway, we've got Jim Harbaugh at number three. My question is, can you think of anybody who's more overpaid and overrated than in the world <laughs> than Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> nope. Oh, man, it's so bad. Well, but <laughs> you know. Do you remember a coach named John Cooper? Does that name ring a bell, JB? John Cooper? Rob? John Cooper was the coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes in the 90s. Okay. And he would go 11 wins and then face Michigan and lose. He was 1-10-1 and, and one in his career. I believe that's the stat. 1-10-1 in his career against Michigan. And he came to Ohio State after winning a national title with Arizona State. And then he would never he, – he would get to the last week and not understand why everybody was so riled up to play Michigan. He didn't get the rivalry. But he got paid bid bucks for 12 seasons before we got Trussell, Jim Trussell. And, uh, yeah, he, so now Michigan fans are saying they got the curse of Jim Cooper now on them. John Cooper, excuse me, with Jim Harbaugh. And it's like, I feel like Michael Scott in the office. Well, well, how turntables. That's, that's what I'm thinking right now. It's, it's a good feeling. I say give him that lifetime contract you offered him, like, or were considering offering him, like, three, four years ago. They were, they were big talks. I remember ESPN. Should they give Harbaugh this lifetime contract? The president, whoever is writing it up, they're thinking about all putting it on the table. Can you believe they were going to give this guy a lifetime contract? Seven and a half million dollars. All that money is, I mean, just think what the Houston Cougars and Calvin could do with all that money if they just had seven and a half million dollars. All that TV time rolling into the big house, the biggest football stadium in North America, the biggest college arena on uh, this planet is the big house. The great tradition, the fight song, all that money, all that cheddar is going to Jim Harbaugh's summer home and never to a new trophy case for Michigan. And I love it. So keep it coming. He's the most overpaid. For what you're getting, you're getting no efficiency. Think about the product you're getting. You spend money on that Impossible Whopper or you want it to taste good. He is the Impossible Whopper of, of college football. <laughs> For real, this, the, you spend all this money with high expectations, and you just get choked, choked. You choke every time, and then you blame the refs, and you complain, and then you get it, throw a hissy fit. And maybe he should go back to the NFL. He can go back to his, I don't know, Chicago Bears doing pretty good without him. Maybe the Miami Dolphins. Um, but I, I want him to stay so we can just keep rolling over him. Yeah, it's it's the, he is overpaid. You're getting nothing. What? No, you're getting no rivalry win. Uh, he is he is overpaid. Okay, can we also look at the fact that look at the recruiting classes that he's put together, and he still sucks. <laughs> he's been the top five, hasn't he? Like every year, yeah, at least about every year. Yeah, his not every year, but been he's awesome. been in the top ten almost every year. And it's not like okay, people have have said stuff about like Georgia and Kirby Smart, and you know he's getting these top recruiting classes, but Kirby's been in the picture. Michigan has sucked. 
like badly. How yeah. do you have that good of recruiting classes and you suck that hardcore? There's no one even close to being as overpaid as he is. It is awful. Give him credit. He knows how to coach NFL. That's the thing. He knew how to coach NFL for enough That's season fine. to get to the Super Bowl. You can go to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. You're a pretty dang good NFL coach. Exactly. <laughs> and I know going going to go don't go into that thing. We won't. We might get the we won't. some people on us. All right, so yeah. Just tell them to go home. Anyway, <laughs> uh get meta, a little but meta see, some, Twitter. Some coaches Murphy. are good in one league and the other. Some are good NFL coaches, mm-hmm. some are good in college, and that's fine. But he's a terrible college coach. Just But think about Michigan fans. We gotta get we gotta get in their head for a second. I don't want and I don't pretend to want to be in the head space of a Michigan <laughs> fan for one second. You gotta think. Who did they have before him? Rich Rodriguez? Brady Hoke? You really want those guys back? Uh, hey, hey, you're, you're a Michigan fan. You think it to yourself. You got that stat. You're gonna pull that out. Let me let me say uh, something about, about let me say something about Brady Hoke real quick. Uh, Michigan fans like to talk so much trash about Brady Hoke, saying that they're happy to have Jim Harbaugh as their coach because they're you know they're winning games, they're national championship contenders. You know what? I, I'll admit Brady Hoke's last year at Michigan, he won what four or five games. But let's look at how Harbaugh has done against. Um, I picked out four of their biggest rivalries. Um, the biggest Where games the they play. Four? The biggest game: Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, and Notre Dame. You can. That's right. That's the that's the four. That's the four. You combine all those together. And Harbaugh has gone five and nine against those teams in his four years that he's been there. Guess what Brady Hoke's record is? Five and nine. They, <laughs> <laughs> they have the exact same records against the most their most their biggest robberies. And if you take Penn State out of the picture, because Penn State and Michigan's not really that big of a robbery. Um, they're more of a rivalry with Ohio State, Michigan State, and Notre Dame. Uh, you take yeah. Penn State out of the picture, and Brady Hoke has a better record against rivalries. Well, than, hold up, Penn State had the, yeah, you're right. Penn State had those four years of probate of scholarship restriction following the Sandusky case. True. And Ohio State had that one year of Luke Fickle as interim coach. And I think Brady, one of Brady Hoke's wins is an Ohio State win in 2011 yeah. against that. And one of Luke Har- or, or Jim Harbaugh's wins is against uh, Penn State being in their situation they were. So even those wins, you can't give them much credit for. And It's just been bad. You look at, um, look at Michigan State, though. When Brady Hoke was coaching, Michigan State was, like, legit. They had Kirk, Cug- Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, when Brady Hoke was coaching, and they went one and three against Michigan State. Um, you mean to, I mean, during that time, to they're still tied <laughs> as far as their. Yep. And, and you can say, I mean, a lot of people can say, you know what, those that doesn't matter because their total record still is better now than it was with Brady Hoke. Bull crap! It doesn't matter. Look, okay, mm-hmm. I have, I, I'm in the SEC. And I have seen, I've seen Tommy Tuberville 
uh, beat Alabama like six years in a row, and then the one year that he loses to them, he gets fired. Um, yep. I've seen. I've also seen a young man, also in the same city of Auburn, Alabama, uh, who won. Who went to the national championship his first year, but then after that. They won seven, eight, and seven games. He had three mediocre seasons, and he was on the verge of getting fired. And lo and behold, he beats his two biggest rivals, uh, Georgia and Alabama. And you know what? They give him a big, fat extension and a raise, and his name is Gus Malzahn. Um, Beating your rivals is what matters. (laughs) I talk with uh, my. I don't know if you guys know. I'm a assistant pastor, um, mainly working with youth, but family ministries uh, at a church in Northeast Ohio. And the senior pastor I work with is a huge Michigan fan, and he grew up near Grand Rapids. Uh, so I actually talked to him today about this a little bit, and he was saying it's it is the rivalry games that matter, and the only way Jim Harbaugh keeps his job is by beating Ohio State. He'll give him maybe one more season. But if he goes 0-2 against Ohio State, it's over. And I think that's I think that's he's going to lose all credit, credibility with fans. He he came in with uh, giving them a dream, saying, "I'm going to turn this I'm going to turn the ship around." But he's failed completely. It's the rivalry games that matter. Like they said, he has the best the best uh, record, best wins on average of each season, better than Lloyd Carr or Bo Schembechler. But no rivalry wins. <laughs> to prove it. Yeah. So, yeah, and zero against Ohio State. That is a fact. That's right, baby. <sighs> if you're, if you're thinking about it, if you're getting your license right now, as uh, a teenager <laughs> growing up in that team up north, that state up north, you would have seen one win against Ohio State. You would have been conscious enough to remember one win against Ohio State when you were – uh, nine years old. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is glorious. And I wanted to enjoy every second of it. Mm-hmm. If if the Buckeyes pull it out in November, like they should, we will break the 3,000-day barrier. And it will have been 3,000 days since Michigan last beat Ohio State. And I will admit, uh, I didn't used to... I used to not really like Ohio State at all um, because I don't the whole D thing just drive me nuts. Um, but when Michigan backed out of their contract with Arkansas, Arkansas guys, Arkansas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> like, so then, and from then on out, I started paying more attention to Michigan, and I like I hate Michigan more and more and more every single day. Um, so I definitely root for Ohio State when they're playing Michigan, as you should. Um, and and Jim Harbaugh is the most overpaid and overrated coach in college football. Seven and a half million dollars, like. Seven half million dollars to never beat your rival. I can't imagine the guys that I listed after him that are getting paid less than him just blows my mind. Um, What's your guys' prediction uh, for uh, Notre Dame? 
Michigan this Saturday. Um. Well. Huh? Michigan and Papist? Yeah, Michigan versus the Papist. That's right. And Michigan is 19, Notre Dame's 8. And it's at the big house. Um, honestly, I, I kind of feel like Michigan might win this one. Um, not so fast. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Your sound has gotten really muffled and I can barely hear you. I said uh, <laughs> he put his he put the mic uh, portion of his headphones down. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I didn't realize it. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, I said I'm picking Notre Dame because I, I hate both of them, but I think Notre Dame's a better team this year. Michigan just hasn't shown me anything like at all. No. Notre Dame at least played with Georgia. Like. So does South Carolina. Those are, those are- Yes, because South Carolina is a pretty good team. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Rob, we, you, you, do you really want to do this? No. You really want to throw down? No, we don't. We're, I can, I can, we're not going. I can, I can throw down some Arkansas We've here. We've used a lot of time already. He brought up, brought up three, three very good points, the three points he could have used to beat South Carolina, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, or, incidentally, the ones that uh, Calvin could have used for his Cougars to beat the SMU Mustangs today. Lost by three just now. SMU's good, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay, my thing is, I don't think Michigan is good. I think Notre Dame is the better team. But I think with it being at the big house, and I feel like um, Michigan has a little bit more to play for. Well, let's backtrack. Jim Harbaugh has a little bit more to coach for. (laughs) Um, I think his seat is extremely warm. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, you can't lose to your rivals and still – be comfortable in your job. Like, I don't care how many wins you get. You can win 11 games a year. If you lose to Ohio State every year, your seat's warm. I'm sorry. Um, so, I, I just I feel like with it being at home, they may squeak by here. And they're only a one-point underdog anyway. Um, I just – I don't think Notre Dame's that great, to be honest. So, I think Michigan is talented enough – to win this game at home and send the papists packing back to the Pope in Italy. <laughs> what do you, what do you think? I say Notre Dame by 10. Okay. You say what? Yeah. I'll say, I'll say Notre Dame by 10. Uh, Notre Dame's only loss is to the team that lost to South Carolina, but they kind of brushed that off. Sorry, Rob. Uh <laughs> The past four games, I think they're going to come to play. Um, so, and I don't think that that team up north can roll over a piece of bubble gum on the sidewalk. So, <laughs> okay. Tape <laughs> uh, by ten. 
So, real quick, um, I did want to touch up on brush on Urban Meyer just a bit, just for a, a, sure. a brief minute, because we're SEC fans and we've uh, we've experienced a lot of Urban Meyer and his fake heart attacks and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, it's a big one. Coming to join you, honey. So, thoughts on Urban Meyer. Um, do you think... I don't know. I, I have a hard time judging him as a coach because it's like he, he's had he's had some success, but it just seems like he can't take the pressure of the success and just fails um i don't know what are your thoughts josh um, you know i think that's hard because i feel like there's a lot of personal life that we can never have access to to really make that kind of judgment to see if he's really telling the truth with something like that you gotta take him at his word as a professional to, to believe him that okay this is my health i talked to my doctor he says if i keep doing this I'm going to make, like, speed up my death. You know, I think that's, we want to take him as we're. I do understand uh, he had a time in Florida where he almost snapped. But the sad, the sad reality is if you win in the SEC and you win multiple SEC championships and you win multiple national championships with Florida, People are going to expect that. And to live with that expectation of winning in the SEC has got to be tough. I don't know how Nick Saban does it. There's got to be a lot of pressure. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Around here, I could say he's really loved and respected. He, he grew up in uh, Astrobula, which is just uh, maybe half an hour drive, 40-minute drive from where I'm at. He was born in Toledo, I think at the same hospital as, as uh, Jim Harbaugh. Um, and by the way, most good Mich- or excuse me, don't want to swear on this podcast. Most good coaches from that team up north are actually from from Ohio, including both Jim <laughs> So, so- he's, he's loved. Just- uh, Jim Harbaugh is loved, or excuse me, uh, he's loved too. But Urban is loved and respected. <laughs> so he grew up. Uh, he grew up in uh, in Ohio. We love him. Uh, we respect him. I know there are some weird. Uh, Disruption on the Twitterverse when he was shown at the SEC game, the one Florida game, wearing a Florida Gators polo, talking with the SEC commissioner. And some people were saying he should be wearing Buckeye stuff, whatever. The dude won championships with them. He can wear all the Florida Gators gear he wants. You know, he His heart is in the swamp, too. So let the man enjoy retirement or let him. I love his analysis on Fox. He's he's a really smart dude. Uh, he's been even my my mother-in-law had texted to say she really likes hearing um, Urban Meyer break down the spread offense on Fox noon game day. I mean that was really cool. So he's doing that. If now if he comes out tomorrow to say, hey I'm gonna coach. He first of all he would never. Uh, I would drop if I heard that he was coaching um, that team up north. And that's the rumor now. Oh my Whatever. gosh. I don't, know what, I don't know what team he would take. Maybe it's Ole Miss, the best five loss team in the country. He could take those guys. <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. 
he comes out to say, I'm going to coach them, it wouldn't bug me. But the fact is, right now, he's still on the faculty of The Ohio State University. He is on the payroll of Fox. Uh, I don't see him. He's, I mean, so he's effectively still in the ear of, of Ryan Day, our, our new coach. So he's there on campus. It sounds like he could take that's the role he wants, and I say go for it. Go go for it, man. The dude's a professional. He can make the best choice of his career. Even like LeBron. I think most Cavs fans have forgiven LeBron. It's the same thing. Just whatever is good for your career, I get it. I understand. Yeah, um, I think, um, I don't know. I think with Meyer is when he retired because he was having heart health problems at Florida, and then a year later he's the head coach at Ohio State, um, that makes me question, okay, A, either you faked your heart problems, or B, you're, you just have an addiction you know, like you can't. Much. It was only a year difference. Yeah, it was a year that he was one year as a as an announcer, um, or as a commentator, whatever. And before he took the Ohio State job, so like it's just like, yeah. dude, okay. And that, what that was my big, my was my biggest concern. My biggest thing is like he he said he he said that and family issues. Okay, first of all, you're going to tell me that your health is, in that short amount of time, It you could be fine to go by then, but you're going through that, and at the same time, the stress of so-called family issues, not saying they weren't there, but all that together, and in one year, that magically resolved itself, uh, I'm sorry, I have a hard time buying that. Why do you... Why would you think, what would the alternate reason be, like drama in the locker room or drama with the administration at Florida? That was, like, what would the, be the, I, that was I, the year I, that he I lost don't... to, that, that, okay, that was the year that Florida dropped down. Um, yeah. And, and they, I don't think Honestly, they won like, the East that year, I don't think. I think no, Tennessee they, won the East that year or somebody like. I think the year that Florida went down, I think, honestly, I feel like he was just feeling the pressure of the expectation of what he had there. Um, but let, let's just be honest, man. He, You can say, uh, say what you want about his coaching abilities, but he had probably, arguably, the best quarterback in SEC history for four years. Um if you don't win two national championships, you suck. <laughs> um, so I, that that makes me question what how good he is. I will say his national championship at Ohio State was probably a little bit more impressive because he had a third string quarterback starting. Um, yeah, Ardell Jones from Cleveland, baby. That that was a big deal. Um, the the two at Florida, you know. I'm not so much negating him as a as how good of a coach he is. I just don't respect him from. Well, I I just can't that I can't get past that. Like yeah, you know, and and then he goes and you know, like 
when he leaves Ohio State says the same thing, like health reasons and stuff. And so it's just like, it just seems too convenient. Now, maybe he does have actual health issues, and I don't want to, like, you know, if he does, and, like, I have no ill will against him. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, I don't have hate in my heart against him or anything. Yeah. I just, you know, I just think that that's a little crappy if you're, if that's how you're getting out of a job, just to get out of a contract and leave so you kind of save face, you know? Like, that's, and, and don't, you know, if you want to get out of a job, take another job or, you know, whatever, but, um, you know, don't like heart attacks. First of all, supposedly he didn't actually have a heart attack. They said it was something like made, I don't remember what they said it was, but like came back and said, but like a heart attack is not something to like joke about. Yeah. That's not a, if you have a heart attack, you have better. If you said you had a heart attack, you have better have had a heart attack. Like, I don't want anybody to have a heart attack, obviously, but that's just one of those things that, you know, that's not something to play around with. I think um, I think our uh, I think our consensus is, um, if you're telling the truth, I love you and I'm praying for you, but if you're lying, you're a freaking dirtbag. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, if he's actually got health yeah. problems and that was the truth, then like, mm-hmm. I wish him well. Yeah. Like as a human, as a person, yeah. like I don't wish him bad health by any means. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that not. to Jim Harbaugh or anybody, and well, I wouldn't even do that to I'm Gus Malzahn. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what's the other guy you hate? Uh, I say I must must champ. Yeah. There, yeah, there's a lot of well, yeah. I mean, um, I say all that, all that all lightheartedly, of course, but um, I, I just don't like people weasel, weaseling their way out of things like that by using something so extreme. Yeah. You know, that that's all I'm saying. And and you know, I could be I could be completely wrong, but I'm just not buying all that in one year. That that's that's what I can't get past. I, I got I go more with JB though. It's probably more an addiction. Like here, the door open to coach the team he grew up watching and cheering for as a kid. <clears throat> it's like the dream of his life to play for, or excuse me, to coach to glory the the his own team. Like like the one he expressed loyalty to from like nine months before he was born. I mean, that would be like where you want to be. So I mean, I I can't. And it says I can't blame him if he's like, you know what, bring on the bring on the heart attack. I'm just gonna put my life. He, he may have done that. I put my life at risk. I don't care. My health is at risk now. Because yeah. here this opened up, and that's why I said we don't know what really we can never really know unless we get into his mind. True. Um, but yeah, it does seem suspicious. I don't blame you. Well, I mean, he could have stayed at Florida for another year if if he didn't really have this. He could have stayed at Florida another year and then just taken the job. I mean, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, he's just – he quit Florida. He said, oh, I'm, I'm feeling bad. A year goes by, and then suddenly everything implodes at Ohio State with the Jim Trestle scandal. And he's like, oh, there's an opening at, at the Ohio State University. Like, that's, that's like <laughs> that got that itch. Like you know I, I mean? said, it's an addiction, that, man. That, that <laughs> Y'all got any more, any more coaching jobs? You know what I mean? I think that's what <laughs> – 
<laughs> ya ni mulut ke? Iya iya iya. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I hear you. So anyway, um the one last thing we want to touch on um is really quickly um any thoughts at all on the whole Pruitt helmet grab ordeal? Uh, I'll start with the Yankee. Josh, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, Yankee. No, no. I don't want to be associated. Well, I guess I'm in the North, so. Um, <laughs> I just want New York Yankees. Uh, as far as that goes, I saw the video. I don't know what was said. I think it's important if we were to know what words were exchanged because that would help form the context of what happened. Uh, my the, To the best of my ability, my assumptions are that what's his fate? How do you pronounce the guy's name, the Tennessee quarterback? It's a uh, – no, it's not. It's a uh, – how do you pronounce it? It's a uh, – I always say Guantanamo. Guantanamo, right? yeah, Guantanamo. Guantanamo. <laughs> Guantanamo goes against regu- – goes basically against all that he should be doing as a quarterback. Violates whatever play was drawn up, takes into his own hands, literally, and fumbles, resulting in, what, a 100-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. Miserable. So if I'm the coach, I'm going to be chewing his butt up, right? Uh, and what looked, it looked like he wasn't paying attention, kind of like if I'm trying to talk to my 3-year-old son. And he just is distracted. He's not caring. And it's more like, hey, look at me. That's that's what if it was something like that, I'm all for it. Like, yeah, I think we get a little bit too scared because of the penalty face mask penalty where you yank somebody's neck. In this case, it was more like, hey, look, you got to listen up, like get your butt in gear. And I, I think we need to have more coaches chewing out students or um, yeah, these students because they get to the NFL, but they become divas. And they need to learn that they need to be part of the team. And if they're not going to be part of the team and be a lead, especially quarterback, be a leader of the team right on. and lead by example, they need to be put in their place. Right on. Yeah. Uh, if I had a nickel for every coach that grabbed my face mask, I, well, I probably wouldn't have that much money. But I, I might be able to buy something <laughs> off the dollar menu, maybe. Um, I'm just saying, it happens. I mean, it happens. Um <laughs> Like and I and I don't think I don't think he did it maliciously. I think from the video he grabbed it so slightly for like a half a second, really. Like it was like, and I agree with you, Josh. Like I feel like he was talking to him and he wasn't looking at him. He's like, "Hey, brother, look at me. I'm talking to you right now. You just see what just happened. I'm talking to you." Um, But he like he grabbed it. And then he let go. Like, it was that quick to me. But, man, the snowflake media is just, like, eating it up. Like, just let the dude alone. Leave him alone, man. Like, he's already a dumb redneck. Why are you, like, beating him up so much? Like, (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't even know what asparagus is, man. And you're just, like, (laughs) you're just, like, beating him up for for talking to a kid, for chewing a kid out, because Nick Saban doesn't ever do that. No, he never does that um, at all. And Will Muschamp, my gosh, I'm sure he cusses kids out like when they're... You should see Nick Saban walk on water. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, but I think they're just looking for a reason to get on his hillbilly tail. I don't know, Rob. What do you think? It's a Jimbo Fisher pulled a face mask too. Yeah, he did. Not a big. I I honestly didn't see it, but I I, I don't generally have a problem with that kind of thing because yeah. I mean unless unless it you you can tell when like if if a coach is like really trying to hurt a player or trying to is out for a player, it usually is pretty evident like. I I don't have a problem with a coach being a little rough with a player. You're playing football and you got pads on. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah. Like if you if you grab the guy by the face mask and jerk him down like you're, you know, and risk breaking his neck, well then that might be a little bit of an issue. But I I don't I don't I don't even need to see it. I don't have an issue with it. Just don't be like Woody Hayes and punching player for. <laughs> Right, yeah. I mean, if you go to start punching your players in the face or something, then that's one thing. But Yeah, there's one person uh, who says on Twitter, it's alarming the number of you out there who think it's okay for a coach to put his hand on a player's, player's face mask. Get a clue. Like, really? Like, did you watch the, the clip? Like, if you blink, you missed him grabbing his face mask. Like, he, like... It's not like he like took it and shook it or whatever. He's like, "Hey, look at me!" And then he let go. Like that's how quick it was. Who cares? What kind of like right? Whoever Dan, that's like Olmstead ice cold, like just snowflake. Again, <laughs> what is this like? No means no. Like, oh, don't touch his shoulder pad unless he gives you consent. <laughs> like, don't come within three feet of his personal space. Now, what do you? <laughs> Don't mispronounce his name because that's violence. Like, right. where, where are we at? Like, this is a national it, it columnist. At, this is a national columnist at USA Today Sports. Who said oh, that? Who said, whoa, whoa! A national columnist. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I know. I know. We went a long time, but can I go on a little rant? Go ahead. I had no clue. I had no clue. That was a national columnist. All right, someone who's getting paid lots of money, who went to a journalist school to learn how to put words together. And they said, read that read that one more time. Uh, hold on, let me go back. It's alarming the number of you out there who think it's okay for a coach to put his hands on a player's face mask. Get a clue. So I'm one of those people who need to get a clue about it being okay. That to just put his hand. So in any way, there's no way you could put your hand on a face mask because that's like their personal space. This little helmet's their personal space, and they can't, even if they totally messed up a play and violated the coach's plan and his prerogative to get a touchdown against the Nick Saban team, you can't touch his face mask a little bit. Where are we at? Is this football anymore? I mean, we've got pansies reporting stuff. I want to see them try to play football, try to coach. It would just be politically correct football. I mean, I want to ask that guy how he feels about Florida State and the Atlanta Braves and Washington Redskins, how he feels about their face masks. Pretty soon we won't have face masks. Just have flag football. What's this national – he's a columnist. The dude is writing columns for a national newspaper. I wonder if someone come near his desk. Oh man! Oh, don't touch my faceplate. No, that's like a face. My face. Don't touch the faceplate. 
Did you just you violate my personal? Excuse me, boss. Hey, listen, boss. I know I wrote that stinking bad column last week, but look, you edited that grammar violence. That was violence against the language I want to use to express myself, and you touch my faith plate. This is enough. no means no. And it's like, what are you gonna do? Grammarly pops up. You misspell the word. No, Grammarly. Don't you dare under. <laughs> red squiggly line underneath my words that, that's violence oh that's great man um yeah, so man. man me and calvin we should be president and vice president of the united states i'm running 20 2024 trump's got it i don't care no man. <laughs> me and calvin man let's go so there you have it folks dan walken is a snowflake um <laughs> I don't care. Name drop. He's got. Be careful. Be careful. He might. He might write something about you in the paper. Uh, that's true. I don't. I don't care. Or in his column. I, mean. I don't care. We'll get exposure. Uh, from. Yeah, yeah. We'll get exposure from you know Republicans. Um, stuff like. But <laughs> anyway. Um. So let's move on to the picks. Um. Because we've we've been on here for a while. Uh. The SEC games this week. Uh, let's see. Mississippi State travels to College Station to play Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M is a ten and a half point favorite. Josh, who you got in that game? Um, I was actually go go for me last because I was pulling up the schedule real quick. Okay, that's again. fine. Uh, Rob, who you got? A&M is playing who again? Mississippi State. Or- uh, A&M. I don't. I've lost faith in Mississippi State. Yeah. They they got like shellacked by Tennessee, which is just embarrassing. Uh, I dropped. I'm so glad I dropped their defense. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm having. And I say A&M covers. Gotcha, Josh. Who you got? I'll take I'll take Mississippi State by a touchdown. Oh wow! I mean I know Texas I know t- they they struggled because they lost to uh, who's that that upset them a couple weeks ago because you guys predicted that I'm getting all mixed up now. Um, they'll come back. They'll get some back. I know A and M. I don't know. This seems like the Tennessee like Tennessee up loser there. bowl. That's right. Sorry, Wes. I'm sorry, Wes. I, I just don't. West. How much faith in them now? West is not. Was that West Marlboro or whoever? No, West is Florida. What? I forget. There was you. You guys had a Texas A&M fan around once in a while. Calvin. McKissick. Calvin's an A&M fan, and and McKissick is an A&M fan. McKissick hasn't been on all season. What's I don't know what's going on with him. Oh, okay. Uh, but Calvin is an A&M fan. Uh, West is an Alabama fan. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go with A and M on this one. Um, uh, it may be closer. Than, uh, ten and a half points. Mm, I, I think it's. I think it might be closer than that. I think. I think. Uh, Mississippi State gives them a scare. Um, they they may take a lead at some point, but I think A and M ends up winning it. Um, you're looking at CBS, aren't you? Not what? Will be Arkansas. You're using CBS, aren't you? Yes. I'm on ESPN. Spread is ten for me. 
Okay, well, half point's not that big of a deal. <laughs> uh, no, but I was just—I was just—I thought that's what. You oh yeah. Uh, so two thirty, the CBS weekly premiere game. We've got number nine Auburn playing in Death Valley against LSU. Number two LSU. Uh, LSU's a ten and a half point favorite. Rob, who you got? So at three thirty p.m., I have LSU. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why does the time matter? Because it's it's, it's an inside joke. <laughs> um, he's Eastern and I'm Central, and we always like go back and forth about what real time is. It's it's an admin running joke. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll take LSU. Man, ten and a half point spread. That's a Oh, I don't know about that one. Um, what what does CBS say the spread is? Ten and a half. Okay, so it's the same. Um, like that's gonna make a difference. <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna go on the limb and say they covered the ten and a half. LSU does. Yeah. Josh, who you got? You're on Eastern too, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as much as I'd love to see LSU choke, I got to go with LSU in Death Valley in the afternoon. Um, I, I mean, if they lose, Buckeyes would be numbered. Uh, really should be – Alabama should be lower. <laughs> I think you guys talked about that. We've already had that com- – you guys already had that conversation. Yeah, Alabama's um, overrated. So far. I mean. It would be – Really, if LSU lost, it should be Buckeyes number one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll. I don't think they'll cover the spread. I think it'll be set by seven. Yeah. Um, I think LSU wins, and I think they cover. Um, it, they may win by like thirteen to fourteen, but I think they still cover. Um, I, it may be closer for a little bit, but I think LSU ends ends up kind of. You know, widening the gap a little bit more. Uh, LSU's offense is legit. Um, uh, it's been, a, I mean, I've never in my life thought I would say that, but LSU's offense <laughs> is legit, man. Um, I, I just, I, yeah, I, th- I think they'll cover. Uh, South Carolina plays at Tennessee. Um, South Carolina is a four and a half point favorite. Rob, who you got? Um, I got South Carolina with them covering the spread. I mean, that's not much of a spread. Yeah. Josh? What was the spread again? Four and a half Four points. Half. Oh. Yeah, I'll say South Carolina. You know how I think Florida is like uh, when they lost to Florida by 11? Yeah. Um, That's kind of like they were lifting – lifting heavier weights they're gonna face tennessee it's gonna feel so much easier you know, <laughs> yeah. take a few weights off it'll feel so much lighter I, I, so i think the gamecocks the fighting gamecocks i guess that's not politically correct but the fighting gamecocks will win this one <laughs> against the volunteers well yeah. and the thing about the background of florida game is it was actually the game was pretty close for the most part the fourth quarter i think it was florida kind of took off so i mean 
you know, even 11 points. Like, South Carolina stuck with Florida pretty well. Yeah. Um, South Carolina, I think, is underrated. Uh, for, but, I mean, they're three and four, so take them for what they are. But I, I think they're better than a lot of people give them credit for, not just because they beat Georgia. I think uh, their defense is um, – Really good. I mean, I think they showed that against Georgia. I think they showed that against Florida, uh, or at least for part of the game <laughs> uh, until Florida kind of taken off. But yeah, I got South Carolina in this one. I think they covered the spread. Uh, moving on to the biggest game of the week. Actually, no, actually the biggest spread of the week. Um, <laughs> Arkansas goes to Tuscaloosa to play number one Alabama, which we think is too high, but still it doesn't matter. You could be one, you could be 20. You're still going to beat Arkansas by 31. Um, so do you think Alabama covers a 31 point spread? Everybody 30, 31 and a half points at home. All right. Um, so I'm thinking Alabama to win. I, however, I'm going to say they don't cover for two reasons. One, I said they were covering against Tennessee, and they blew that last week, so I'm not feeling it. And two, Mac Jones is starting for the first time. So uh, that offense is not going to be like it typically is. Yes, he has plenty of receivers to throw to, which is why I think they'll probably still win by 21 to 24 points. But I don't think they'll win by 31. I, I, I think that's – I think Mac Jones is going to have to get his feet wet a little bit. And, and uh, so I don't think they'll cover. Josh? Well, I know you're ready for the upset of the century, aren't you? <laughs> well, what would you do if Arkansas pulled this out? Dude, I'm, I'm going to be at that game. Um, oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I live just like less than two hours north of uh, Tuscaloosa. So I- I'm going to be at that game. And if we won, there's no telling what might happen. Uh, just yeah. Kevlar uh, in case. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh I might go. Matchup predictor has well, Alabama at least we know 98.9. 98.9%. Yeah. Oh. Matchup predictor? Okay. Just. I was curious and I looked. No, you're fine. Uh, I, I don't think they cover the spread because of the backup QB. I uh, And it's, it's Arkansas, so I still think they. They win, obviously. I'll, I'll say by, I'll say 28. I'll give, I'll say they missed the spread by three points. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go from here because they gotta, they gotta prep for LSU. So they're gonna look, they're gonna hold back, and Saban's gonna hold back um, to get ready for that LSU game. And I was saying, I looked at their schedule. Why in the world are they playing a non-power five in the last, second to last week of the season? Is that, does that happen? Uh, they're playing the Western Carolina. In the SEC, yes, it happens. <laughs> the week before their rivalry game, uh, I think 10, usually 10 out of the 14 teams, they play a non-Power 5 game. Um, 
you usually see only two SEC games in that week. That's what happened the last couple of years. Um, they just they they play their rivalries in the last week, and so they want to uh, have a warm up game, an easier game. So, I don't know. Man, I wish the Big Ten would do that. Right. I'll take it. Oh well, there you go. Uh, so also we got I'm obviously I'm picking Alabama to win and. Sadly, I think they covered the spread. Um, Mizzou travels to Kentucky. Uh, Mizzou is a 10-point favorite. Uh, Rob, who you got? Mizzou. They lost to Vandy there. That, I mean, that's like the ultimate slap in the face issue, you know, right now. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give Mizzou the the edge on that one. That's fair. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I'll give Missouri the edge as well, just maybe by a touchdown at most. They lost to Vandy. Um, I mean, I don't know if they still, I guess in the East, they still have a shot in the East for anything with two losses. Well, they only have one loss in the conference. The other was to Wyoming. Oh, that's true. So if they win out, it depends on how Georgia. If they beat, if they beat Georgia, and yeah, they so play Georgia. So yeah, if they still control their own destiny. Yeah, if they win out, then they're in the SEC championship. Because they still got something to fight for. Kentucky's pretty much. I know the coach is coaching for his job, as they say, uh, but Mizzou's coaching for the playoffs. So I think they'll they'll pull it out. Yeah, I, I think with Kentucky, I, I've said before, I think Mark Stoops is pretty well set. They won 10 games last year. He's got another couple of years before they're going to fire him. Uh, I don't I don't think Missouri I, – I would be very surprised if Missouri wins out. Missouri, after Kentucky, then they play Georgia, and then Florida. Back-to-back. They play Georgia and then Florida. No, I'm not calling. I'm not saying Mizzou has a has a like. No, a no, no. I'm. I, I know. I'm with and, you. I just was curious yeah. to look at it, and even if they beat Georgia, they would lose to Florida. If I mean, or there's no way they beat both of them back to back. It's possible, but I just I don't see it being the case. Like it'd be an amazing. I'm, I'm a little nervous about that game, honestly, but. <laughs> uh, for Georgia, but I'm nervous about any game right now. Honestly, um, I'm I'm just, just I'm I'm feeling the nerves that a lot of people are feeling in the SEC this year. I like so much. Yeah. Huh? You what? Nothing. Um, uh, moving on. Um, the one non-SEC game that we're gonna pick, we've already discussed the. The Papists in Michigan, um, but the Wisconsin and Ohio State that is that's that's in Wisconsin, isn't it? No, no. It's at Ohio State. It's at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rob, who you got? I have Ohio State, but here's what gets me: 
the spread is 14 and a half. I think that's a bit high. Yeah. Um, I think that's giving no discredit to Ohio State whatsoever. I just think that's a discredit to Wisconsin at this point. I think that's that I think that spread if they had not lost last week that spread would not be like that. The matchup predictor has Ohio State at eighty three point nine percent. Positively, that's real high. Um, I don't think Ohio State wins by more than ten, but I, I definitely like I'm I'm definitely taking them. Um, I just don't think they cover spread. Josh? Uh, well, I, I obviously think Ohio State's going to win. I'll take it more like 75% chance. It has a horseshoe. That makes it helpful uh, yeah. for us. I think Wisconsin, Illinois helped expose Wisconsin. So I know this is the time of year we bring back that word exposed. We expose this team for who they really are. I think Wisconsin got exposed because their defense isn't that. Well, yeah, the defense is, is not as good against every team. I think they showed chinks in their armor. And you look at Ohio State's offense with Justin Fields, we're going to start to make some headway against this whatever shutout record they have. So, yeah, I say they – I'll give them a four – what was the spread? Four, 14? 14. 14 and a half. I'll say they don't cover. I'll say they win by 10. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Ohio State wins, but I don't think they cover. Uh, I think it's a lot closer than they're giving it credit for. Uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a, it, I think it's gonna be a really good game. Um, I think Ohio State's loss to a mid mid level Big Ten team. I think they were looking ahead, honestly, and because you know they're worlds better than Illinois. Uh, Michigan is better than Illinois. Um, who else has Wisconsin beat this year that's better than Illinois? Um, Michigan State is better than Illinois. Uh, maybe even, uh, I don't know about Northwestern. They've just been bad. Um, but anyway, like Wisconsin is a better team than Illinois, like period. Way better. They just laid an egg. Um, it happens, and it's a way. Um, so I think they bounce back. They go to Columbus, and they have a, a as uh, Jr. used to say, uh, slobber knocker. Um, <laughs> Jr. is in Jim Ross. Um, but anyway, I think uh, it's going to be a fun game. But. Any closing remarks, Josh, before we exit exit off of this? Um, yeah, just uh, just pray for me that that Lord gives me strength in ministry, um, and teaching and preaching His Word, um, and also in caring for my my family this weekend because I got my my Penn State fan in laws, my my mother in law, my father in law coming in town to visit this weekend. And so Saturday's gonna be busy. Got that Wisconsin game at noon, and then got the uh, Penn State-Michigan State game at 3.30 for that totally manufactured rivalry, the uh, land-grant trophy that no nobody in either team or fan base cares about. So that's a whole other story, a whole other discussion, but it's going to be fun. And uh, if the Buckeyes win out and win a national championship, 
it would be crazy because we have a rookie head coach. All of this with a rookie yeah. head coach. And I think that, that go that's a testament to the uh, reliability of the Ohio State University to, to set up a quality program year in and year out. So it's awesome, and I love being an Ohio State fan. Yeah. Uh, before you go, Josh, I've got a quick question that I have to ask of you that we have asked <laughs> every guest on our show. Um, do you baptize your babies? Ah, oh, that's a good question because that is a reformed podcast, it, right? Well, I'm I'm waiting for them to uh, to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and repent of their sins. So uh, I have not yet. So when that moment comes, uh, that's when they'll they'll get baptized. Amen, amen, my amen. brother. Amen. We're I think I think that makes us ten for ten now on our guests. Uh, everybody has answered. <laughs> everybody has answered correctly. Um, it's believers' baptism. We're credo Baptists here. We're um, we don't pick bad guests. Apparently, uh, we haven't had a single <laughs> president come on this show. So, uh, but it'll happen one of these days. And I really, I really, really hope Ashton is on the show when it does happen because he will oh, completely yeah. go off. So, but it's been fun. I've enjoyed it, Josh. Um, appreciate you coming on. Um, Thanks for having me. I love rambling, especially about Ohio State or anything Cleveland sports. Josh has been begging me to get on this show for a year now, so uh, I'm glad we can make it happen. <laughs> but no, yeah, thank you. Love. Yeah, I've I, I've enjoyed having you on. Um, uh, I think I think we're it's been a good show, and we are out of time. So, love you guys. Uh, it's been real. It's been fun. Just remember, brothers, to let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And we'll see you in the tavern.